Welcome to the internet, live from the Marriott Library at the University of Utah. This is the Redline Podcast. I'm your host, quote, nice vacation tan, unquote, Dunstan, and these are my co-hosts. Kyle, quote, world, quote, traveler, close quote, twice, <laughs> Holland, and... Alex Fielder. Today we're talking about Houston, an unlikely recent success story in the public transit world. Just how did the city, with the dubious honor of having America's largest freeway, string together a decent light rail system? And where is it going from here? All this after the news. A rare win this week for fans of transit, quote, not taking forever to build and costing a billion dollars an inch. Uh, This week, as Edmonton's Metro Line Northwest Extension Phase 1 was completed last month, both under budget and more than a year ahead of schedule. The new track, which was expected to be completed sometime next year, will be opening for passenger service to the brand new NAIT slash Blatchford Market Station. To be fair, the extension was only two stations long, and only one will be immediately open, but I'll take it, man. How many miles is it, the extension? Oh, it's like a mile, maybe. Oh. But still. Huh. Well, at least at least it was under budget. That, that's, yeah, um, yeah. E- even for a two-station extension, that, that's a good win. Yeah, like I usually like to look down on these like micro extensions of transit of rail lines because they're usually emblematic of a larger problem of being incapable of completing larger projects. But if um, Edmonton is able to complete this under budget and ahead of schedule, that could be an indicate a good indication for the future of small and incremental rail. Well, extension and they did projects. just open the big you know green line in the south or whatever the Valley Line. You remember the green that? Li- the MBTA Green Line. No. The UTA Green Line. That, no, that... that no, Edmonton fr- Transit No, that, f- that fell off my news radar because I'm not an official news pre- presenter. I see. So I don't know everything. Uh, also, apparently they have built this station so that it can fit five-car trains. Hey. Um, which means that the whole uh, of the Metro Line is now able to use five-car slash light rail trains. Okay, I've never really understood the, like, four-car length limit that seems to apply to, like, every light rail. Like, if you look at a subway, they could be anywhere from, like, 2 to 10. Well, because it runs in the street, Kyle. Yeah, not not every place has massive Salt Lake City oh, block, yeah. designed blocks. That would do so it. You have to remember, like, Portland can only run two-car trains because two cars is all that fits on their blocks. San Diego say, can only run three-car trains because three-car trains is all that fits on their blocks. I was going to say, we could fit, like... We could fit an eight-car train if we really wanted to. Yeah, yeah, just not right after a hard turn. It also doesn't work. Um, Siemens LRVs are designed for a maximum of five cars. Because of all the aforementioned reasons. Well, yeah, and so this would be like the first time a five-car Siemens light rail train has ever been used in service. Why doesn't Link Light Rail run eight-car light rail trains? Why is Link Light Rail light rail is a better question. So anyway, uh, in other news, I don't work at UTA anymore, so now I can say whatever I want. Ha 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 ha. Evil laughter. <laughs> so evil. Literally the devil. By our merch, it says that on it. Does it? Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. This is announcing our new drop of buttons. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, they're on our dun, merch dun, website, shop.trlpod.com. You can buy them. Yeah, please buy them. We worked very hard on them, and uh, we're excited to release them. 50 cents a pop, five bucks for shipping, have as many as you'd like. Yeah. Do-do-do-do-do. Do. 
So, Houston is somehow America's fourth largest city. Yes, nobody asked this in the form of a question. Thank you. What is Houston? (laughs) Screw you. All right, back to you, Alex. I should have thought about that. Um, But uh, it's by far the largest in the American South. Um, It's... That's crazy to me that Atlanta is not larger than Houston, but... Mm. Uh, It's like it should be, given that it has a proper subway, unlike Houston. Yeah, it is kind of weird how big all the metro areas are in Texas. I mean, it isn't. It just seems that way. Yeah, well, this is... Everything's bigger in Texas. True. Oh, why do you think that Texas is full of such insane conservative LARPers? Because it is home to the world's largest agglomeration of suburbs. Wow. Hmm. Makes you think. Living in pods. When it turns Eating the bugs, a, living the a, pods, driving the car, etc., etc. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's central um, to the U.S. oil and gas industry, as well as countless other business enterprises. And as you mentioned, it's famous for its spool. Houston's huge metro area encompasses more than 7 million residents across an area greater than 1,600 square miles. <laughs> Which blows my mind. (laughs) Yeah, so I have invented a new unit of measurement for the size of a metro area, uh, Rhode Islands. So Houston is basically, if you took the population of four Rhode Islands and stuck them in one and a half Rhode Islands worth of space. (laughs) But I assume um, uh, Rhode Island has, like, nature space. Well, yes. That is Hmm. is the least useful measurement I have ever heard in my life. Thank you. It's funny, though. (laughs) Um, 7 million divided by 1,600 square miles is... It's like 3,000 per square mile, right? uh, 4,400 per square mile, which is just about the average density of the one really, really big single-family suburb. Uh Uh-huh. How how many on an acre is that? Bloody hell if I know what an acre is. (laughs) I don't know how many... (laughs) I don't know how many acres are in a square mile. I barely know how many acres are in my house. <laughs> I, I, I don't either, but... Uh, Me when I drink a whole acre foot of water. <laughs> <laughs> Is it even... Do you even drink a whole acre foot of water in your lifetime? That's a good question. I'm doing acre feet to gallons real quick. Hold on. No, do it to liters. <laughs> my brain can only do daily water consumption in liters. So that's about 325,800 gallons. Uh, I don't know how many. Well, you drink like half a gallon per day, right? You drink so that's a like gallon per day. Um, I, I don't. It's kind of a lot. If you're being healthy. Oh, you're supposed to yeah. drink like half a gallon. Uh, so that's uh, divided by 365. Um, so you'd have to live to be 1,700 oh. years old. Yeah. Well, if you drink more per day, you could probably do it in a millennium. But... <laughs> It may, maybe including, like, uh, water usage, just washing, bathing, cleaning. Oh, easy. And then you can do that several times. Fa- factoring, ever. like, meat consumption and how much water that Oh, takes. God. Yep, you'd be done It's got to be way, way over an acre for <laughs> I forgot about meat. Yeah. <laughs> Top ten ways to kill the climate. I do like that we have a such measurement as an acre foot, though. Because it implies that somewhere there is a pool that is exactly one acre and one foot tall. And if you pour water into it, it is an acre foot. No, that's just a thing the metric people do. I don't think the Americans use such refined um, uh, standards of weight and measure. Rats. Uh, 
Are you telling me we should make a standard acre foot of water somewhere? <laughs> yes, and then in, anytime anybody wants to know how much an acre foot is, instead of converting it to liters or whatever, they can come measure our acre foot. <laughs> and then we can take it on tour around the world. On like, a, on like the back of a truck, like the giant Idaho potato, but it's an acre foot of water. <laughs> I, I like that. I can live with that. Thank you to our patrons for making <laughs> all of this possible. We're, we are, yeah, our patrons are going to pay for the acre foot truck. <laughs> or more well, likely trucks. Anyway, continue, Alex. Yeah, that was a good tangent. But um, other Houston tip, tidbits. Um, Houston itself is notable among American cities of pretty much any size for not having zoning code. Um it has some zoning-esque regulatory structures, but no z- regular zoning system. Which, yeah, um, like, you're still not allowed to put a glue factory next to a kindergarten or whatever, aw. but... Isn't there something I, to do with, like, deed restrictions or something? Yeah. I, I, I remember our Professor Reed Ewing talking about not wanting to live next to a nightclub in the avenues. <laughs> uh, if they got rid of zoning. Oh, no. Which, uh, which is crazy to me. That guy, that guy was funny. Yeah. I like. Um, he's a good guy. Meanwhile, all the uh, no, downtown I, people like catching fire because they live next to a restaurant. <laughs> but no, he he was a nice guy. He he was just funny sometimes. But yeah. well, he's like a boomer uh, urbanist, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, he's better than most. So, and he's a, he's a very smart guy, but. Anyway, um, Houston is also home to the largest freeway in the United States, um, the Katy Freeway, which <laughs> is an abomination and stretches nearly 25 lanes wide in some sections. Famous from, like, three specific pictures, but funny nonetheless. Yeah, the, the pictures are really horrific. <laughs> uh, despite this, Houston still has massive struggles with congestion. Oh, oh, I'm shocked. Color me surprised. You believe it? I am also incredibly shocked. Like, <laughs> how would having a 26-lane freeway not, you know, solve traffic? Tech stop uh, building, you know, like, multi-layer, multi-level highways every other foot. Yeah, you know what would solve the traffic problem? Trains? One more lane. Oh. oh. One more lane. Yeah, wrong yeah. answer. They're just, True. they're always one lane short of hitting it big. And solving congestion. It's like that 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 meme of the diamond mining guy. Yeah, t- <laughs> you know, ninety nine percent of traffic engineers stop exactly one lane short of fixing congestion. It's the same thing with the, with the gamblers <laughs> stopping right before the big jackpot. And don't get me started on Texas's like funny triple layer freeways because of their like constitutional thing that says every property owner has a right to have access to a road that runs next to their property and that somehow applies to freeways too. Therefore, every freeway has like a high speed danger frontage road on both sides in addition to the freeway. (laughs) And then they make like extra separate hub toll. And it's like... Well, well, despite this awful freeway, um, it might be surprising to know that Houston's transit system is pretty okay, given the city's poor reputation in urbanist circles. Um, So, you know, this has been somewhat ameliorated, of course, by City Nerd's recent praise of the Berg. Thank you, City Nerd, for um, 
lifting up and reminding us about cities that we forget about by going through data sets of every city. Yeah, City Nerd Visit Visit Salt Lake City Challenge. Yeah. Come on, we make the list sometimes. Get over here. Yeah, I I love how deadpan his delivery is in every single video. (laughs) Yeah. He's a king. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So Houston's transit history began in 1868 with three horse-drawn lines that were wildly unsuccessful and shut down the next year. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Uh, So a more durable system began operation in 1874 with the establishment of the Houston City Street Railway. Presumably still horse-run? Mule run now. They they moved to a more powerful (laughs) form of traction. And therefore has solved all their problems. Which would drive much of the city's development in coming years. Competitive shenanigans, consolidation, and expansion galore ensued over the next several decades as the city, and thereby its transportation needs, grew rapidly. Uh, Reportedly, there was actually a race staged between the Houston City Street Railway and a competitor called the Bayou City Railway to build a line to City Hall the the fastest. Um, So there was like an argument as to whether they should grant the HCSR a monopoly. And so Bayou Street's like, oh, we're going to beat those motherfuckers to City Hall. (laughs) <laughs> and then they beat them to City Hall and like some, you know, kind of like libertarian minded city councilors were like, well, I think they ought to be able to stick around, you know, competition, this, that and so forth. So <laughs> that's funny, man. The the ye olde days of non-municipally run transit were fun where the city planners are just like, all right, um, we want to we want a line here. Go for it. And then the private railways are like, can we build here? And the city planners are like, all right, bet. <laughs> so electric streetcars had fully replaced most lines by 1892, and expansion of the various systems continued throughout the two decade, next two decades. 1911 was a banner year for Houston streetcars, as they carried more than 28 million passengers, and a local newspaper estimated that a streetcar passed by the intersection of Congress and Main Street every 56 seconds, with more than 1,500 streetcars traversing the area in a 24-hour period. This is like roar of the four Muni level shit, right? Yeah, like yeah. Streetcars just, street just, just, <laughs> just goes. Yeah, that, that's pretty unbelievable. What do you want to bet people rode the system to since there was service? True. Um, 1927 marked the height of streetcar transit in the city with 27 streetcar lines running over roughly 90 miles of track. Buses had begun operating in 1924, and more than 40 million people rode transit that year. Houston only had about 150,000 people at the time. I'm sorry, what? That is correct. Yeah, do some math there. I didn't do the math here, but it is impressive. That is 265 annual rides per resident. It's probably closer to 200 because I didn't include the suburbs in that number, but yes. That is oh like 10x what we get in places like Houston That's today. like New York. Whew. Today. <laughs> you know, New York City. Yeah. Like 26 subway lines, buses up the wazoo, four different commuter rail, three different commuter railroads. The three busiest ferries. commuter railroads in the country. Correct. The, the, the busiest bus commuter agency in the country. Transit commute mode share, like, uh, yes. Yes. So... <laughs> So, uh, just put it into perspective that everyone used to ride transit all the time, even in smaller cities. So, you know, It's just almost saying. like if you have transit and you build your city and your transit system in tandem, people will ride the transit right. because it's good. And then 13 years later, the streetcars were gone. 
Thirteen. That was fast. That uh, was very fast. Geez. They were killed off by Jim Crow making operations hard because they had to have separate cars for black and white people. That's stupid. Yes. And also uh, increasing competition from cars and buses. Uh, racism is bad for business and, you know, rights and, you know, being not racist. So Crazy. Don't do it, kids. <laughs> the South not be racist. Challenge impossible. <laughs> impossible. I mean, to be fair, the North not be racist challenge. Also impossible, but in a different way. True. Um, the last streetcars ran in the early morning hours of June 9th, 1940, and it would be 64 years until the city had rail transit again. That's a long 64 years. Uh Uh-huh. Some other cities, like, I don't know, San Francisco closed that gap in, like, decades, if if not less. San Francisco didn't have a gap. Oh, Oh, right, that's true. OG cable cars. That's a long gap. L.A. had a short gap. L.A. had, like, a 27 year gap. Whew. Cities when they take a gap year from having a gap decade from having a functioning transportation system. <laughs> Indeed. Is that the the map right before they shut down? No, that's a map from like 1911. So it's a little um, period appropriate streetcar. Yeah, they've got a really nice grid. <laughs> I know, especially downtown. There's just like one on every street. Yeah, that that's kind of like the Salt Lake trolleys were. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, this leads us to Hugh Trans and uh, <laughs> obligatory mid-century weird stuff. It's monorail time again. Um, monorail! Houston's, Houston's transit taking HRT. OMG, what a trans queen. <laughs> anyway, continue. Monorail! 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 We, we paid for the soundproof room. We're using the soundproof room. I wish I had a soundproof room. We didn't pay for the soundproof room. Mandatory student fees. Oh, true. Well, uh, yeah, the Houston Electric Company, which had consolidated transit operations in the early 20s, continued operating bus service. The service would falter and change hands several times before 1974, when it would ultimately be brought out by the city of Houston and renamed Hugh Trans. Who names Hugh these Tran. things? <laughs> right, it's, it's not the worst name we've heard. It was the 70s, Kyle. Different time. It was the 70s. You gotta give him some credit. <laughs> Well, four years later, voters would create Metro and tax themselves a half a cent on every dollar to pay for it. Houston's modern transit was born. Who names these things? Unlike other metros, though, their metro is technically all caps. I just couldn't bear to bring it around that all the time. All right, so the the real delivery of that line would be... Metro! Yeah. Four (laughs) years later, voters would create... Hold on. Do it again. Four years later, voters would create... Metro! (laughs) Tax themselves (laughs) a half a cent on the dollar to pay for it. (laughs) 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 man more people should listen to our podcast we're fucking hilarious anyways houston at this yeah at the same time houston 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 was undergoing massive suburban expansion leading to the enormous system of highways and endless suburbs that make up the city today the Houston metro area only had half a million people in 1940, and by 1980, it had almost three million. That's a lot. 
That's like that's five hundred thousand a decade. And to think plus that, a little extra. That that's a very large amount. And I think the proportion of that that's going straight into new build post war style suburbs is one hundred percent. Probably pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> Which um, has caused no long term problems at all. No, no, it Zero. does not have lasting None. effects. No Perfect. problems. Nope. Um, no complaints. At all. But um, before we get to the modern age... Monorail! Please. Monorail! <laughs> Monorail! Beautiful. Anyways, continue. <laughs> uh, Texas Skywoods builds a 1,600-foot-long monorail line in the Houston Fair Park in 1956 as a demonstration project for the potential of monorail transit um it was later moved to dallas as we all know the technology didn't really go anywhere regional planners when they care more about oh, how you cool wait, the though, train looks because than monorails well will be back what recurring you know guests of the pod monorails <laughs> why can't this, this is not seattle why can't it just have like one monorail well they don't actually build the other monorail well, they don't build this one either. Okay. Gotcha. Got my ass. You say shrinking into a corn cob. I do say that. <laughs> All right, go on, Alex. We believe in you. Okay. Um, Harta, is, is that the right pronunciation? <laughs> Who names these things? <laughs> Houston Area Rapid Transit Authority. It's a great name. It makes perfect sense. Rolls off the uh, tongue better than Wamata. <laughs> Wamada. Well, I think anything goes off the Wamada. Well, well, <laughs> um, Marta. Harta almost happened, sorta. Uh, Hugh Trans, which, which coincidentally is also a rap, is also a transit agency acronym. H o u t r a n. No, sorta. S o r t a. Oh my god. The Southern Ohio Regional Transit Authority. It's, Wait, it's that's cin- the actual unironic name. It's Cincinnati's transit. Sorta. They named it Sorta. <laughs> and it sorta works? Well, it's like SEPTA a little bit. Uh, the Society <laughs> for the Elimination of Passenger Trains in America. Uh, there you go. <laughs> bit more on the nose, though. Well, yeah, Hugh Trans proposed an 80-mile, two-phase heavy rail rapid transit system with a downtown subway, serving most parts of the inner loop, which was the densest part of the city. Let me guess, this inner loop is made out of freeway. Yeah, so it's the, I don't know which freeway it is. but Oh, I forgot they had like three loops of freeway. Yeah, so it's not the downtown one, but it's the other one. The the normal The next one out, and then the third one out is much further, so. (laughs) And they're working on a fourth one. Well, the, the plan was defeated in 1973, as was a much more modest 18.5 mile proposal put to the voters by Metro in 1983. They really just had no luck with these plans. There were like five of them. Yeah, the 18 mile one is below here. It was just like a single line out into the southwest oh suburbs. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I can see why that one's no good. Well, I mean, it would have been fine. Good start. Is that freeway loop around downtown? Is that real? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's there today. Oh yeah, and another one. Here, look up, look on Google Maps. Audience participation okay, I... moment. 
I didn't know um, they encircled downtown so close. Oh, it's very encircled. Yeah, they have... Um, let's see. There's one, there's two, there's three, and they're still kind of working on the fourth one, but they almost have four, like, ringways. Of increasingly obscene, like, 100-plus mile size. Yeah. Oh, okay. They got, like, ye olde elevated freeway downtown. Yeah, it's not great, well, guys. <laughs> that seems like a, a fun downtown to be in. Assaulted <laughs> by noise on all sides. I love being assaulted by noise on all sides. Hey, at least it's elevated, so instead of it being impossible to pass, it's just sketchy to pass. Oh, good. Just what we wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Slight improvements. No, but the inner loop section in inside that second loop is generally like quite urban and good um but everything outside that um new not build, so post-war much suburbs. mostly new build post-war suburbs designed specifically to not be a place oh yes surgically yeah Pretty I, i've much. been to houston before and i could not tell you where i was because it's all the same in the suburbs. You know, it is kind of like that in a lot of places. Like, you can't tell where you are. Like, I've been to Phoenix one time when I was kind of small, and you really just can't tell where you are. Um, same for, like, Dallas. Most places, you just have no clue where you are. You're just, like, somewhere in the 13 million people who all live in single-family suburbs. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's even worse when you don't have any anything to orient yourself with. Yeah. Um, like, no mountains, no landmarks, right. nothing interesting. Um, right. And, like, some of these places, they're so big that even though it's flat, like, you'll be you'll be so far away that the skyline is obscured by, like, the Earth's curvature instead of, like, <laughs> geography. So. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Something to be said for good old-fashioned geographic constraints. Yes, there is. Thanks, Salt Lake Valley. Um, so Houston became the largest U.S. city without rail transit after L.A. opened the Blue Line in 1990. But this was something <laughs> that Metro authorities hoped to change. A monorail proposal that dominated Metro planning throughout the 80s was killed off after a 1992 mayoral election, leaving Metro without a plan once again. Hold up. Houston was a map that they got scooped by L.A.? Uh-huh. That's kind of funny. Imagine getting scooped by L.A. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's a low blow. Um, but after that, they finally just bit the bullet and built the original 7.5-mile red line, then called the Main Street Line, without any federal funding or tax increases, which had killed off previous plans. Texans when they have to pay for goods and services with tax money. Oh, they just paid in property taxes. Like, I hate to break this to everyone, right? But everyone who's moving to Texas because of lower taxes is stupid because you're just going to pay out the nose through property taxes instead of income taxes. (laughs) Roberta says a different way to do taxes. Correct. Really, the only winners are the people who live in uh, Vancouver, Washington and shop in Portland, Oregon. (laughs) True. And also, yeah, Massachusetts or whatever. <laughs> What's their deal? The best place to live on the planet, probably. Massachusetts? Uh-huh. How do they do Like, taxes? objectively. Or they do just income taxes. They're a blue state. They do oh, income right, taxes. Right. And they have high-quality goods and services provided by the government. Whoa. And also, everyone is quite rich, generally. 
and like therefore England, they're pay, paying lots of income tax I saw, to everybody's benefit. Right. I saw something that said that New England may actually be the best place to live on the planet. <laughs> so just like based on quality of life and life expectancy and other such things. So anyway. Ask a Rhode Islander if this is true. <laughs> yeah, well, we can fit m- many Your people exercise. into Rhode Island. We, we know we can fit at least, you know, a Houston into a Rhode Island. So <laughs> God willing, Providence will have 8 million people. Um, <laughs> Someday, New York to electric. Also, boogaloo. quite interesting that the entire Houston metro area has less people in it than New York City. <laughs> so, okay, that's kind of pathetic. Anyway, continuing, uh, they also passed a referendum calling for 64 miles of new light rail in 2003, which was turned into BRT and then into rail again, and then uh. back into BRT over the next few decades, with barely any of it getting built. Many lines ended up being dropped due to various legal and financial challenges that Metro continued to face, and only 15 miles of rail had actually been built by 2017. This included the extended red line, which was finished in 2013, and the green and purple lines, which were finished between 2015 and 2017. Also truncated. Man, they really just don't have the they don't have the voter base. They for don't this. have the political will to carry through on the things, even those things that they actually get the money for. Um, Great. Meanwhile, TechStot. Uh-huh. Having seemingly unlimited capital and political will. Yeah, this is really a problem in Texas outside of Dallas, is having the political will to do these things. What are they going to do instead? Just sit around? Um, they also opened the Silver Line. The MBTA Silver Line? Mentioned? Well, it is a BRT line, so it is the closest thing. Um <sighs> In 2020, and I have to say it might be the least effective transit line of all time. And I'm not kidding when I say that. Oh, yeah, I remember all the kerfuffle about this one. Yeah, let's look it up real quick and see what the most recent ridership are. Oh, it's a great BRT. Like, it's almost all dedicated lanes. It has a freeway. It has, like, some elevated sections. Wow. But what's wrong with it? Average daily ridership as of February of 2023 was 867. Bro, that's like... Half a de- half decent bus. That's like half of an S line. <laughs> and guess how long it is? Ten miles. Five miles. Which is twice as long as the, oh my god. More than twice as long as the. Why S is line. nobody riding it? So you have to be really bad to be less effective than the S line, and. <laughs> so where the hell did they put this such that it gets no ridership? Well, it's just kind of out in the middle of nowhere and doesn't connect to anything. Oh, really? So if transit goes from nowhere to nowhere, then nobody rides it. Did not see that coming at all. Signed uh, Houston area planners. So it just connects downtown to a stadium. Is that convention? It doesn't connect anything to downtown. It doesn't go downtown. It doesn't go. Oh. Oh, well, of course it's that's a ra- it's a radial so useless. so you know when you have a fully developed transit system right one of the things you start thinking about doing is building a circular line to connect the outer edges of your system or a crosstown line or something there are no radial lines for it to connect to so it doesn't even provide transfer options there no it just connects to a couple of transit centers hmm and kind of like a it's like it's like if the S line, right? And the West had a baby. It's like if the S line and the West had a baby, and the S line didn't go to Central Point. <laughs> like if the S line just like stopped at like Third, and just kind of went from Third to Sugar House. And but back. I thought you said um, the Silver Line went to a couple transit centers. Is one of them a Dart station, or sorry, uh, whatever the Houston Light Rail station is? 
It doesn't connect to the light rail. It doesn't connect... What? It doesn't connect to the light rail. There are no other lines it connects to other than, like, one or two sort of frequent buses. It doesn't connect to the light rail. What? That had not even occurred to me. Just looking at this map... Yeah, look on the look on the image below. Look on the image below because you can see where the silver line is as opposed to where the other lines are. So the red, purple, and green are the ones that are built. And then the silver line's kind of over here, but it doesn't connect to anything else. Oh, my goodness. That's yeah, far out, too. I, I'm just going to say, looking at this map, I feel like it's a bad sign when... To designate where places are, you have to put the freeway on the transit map. <laughs> that is a very bad So people sign. know where they are. Um, That's a very That bad concerns sign. me a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Silver Line is very bad, um, and it needs to be extended and connected to other things for it to work. But anyway, uh, basically everything that was meant to be rail has been converted to BRT at this point after Metro kept having financial crises and others like the inner Katy line pictured on the map we're looking at in pink uh, and portions of other lines were not built because freeway expansions took over the ROW. Bruh. This happened they, twice. They can't even do cor- the cor- Oh my goodness. There was supposed to be a light rail line along the Katy freeway, uh-huh. but the Katy freeway got expanded so much that they couldn't fit the light rail Bruh. line anymore. Even UDOT <laughs> can do... Rail corridor <laughs> preservation. Why can't TxDOT? That is so sad. To. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> but there's good news. Really, I doubt it. Uh, so a new measure called Metro Next is meant to build 16 new miles of light rail. You didn't pronounce it right. Metro Next will build <laughs> 16 miles of light rail, taking the green and purple lines to Hobby International Airport and the red line further north and south. It's also supposed to build 75 miles of BRT, including several lines, such as the University Line, which is currently on its way to being under construction more than 15 years after it should have been finished in LRT form. (laughs) That's the blue one on here. Are they just giving up and building bougie BRT? They're not building bougie BRT. Oh, damn it. They're building BRT. (laughs) They're building BRT. It's BRT. It's going to have, it's going to (sighs) creep. So, rip the Houston subway, uh, rip the big Houston light rail plan that would have made DART, but bigger, or but not crap. Um, So, You know what would be funny? If in, insert decade, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, zeros, 10s, 20s, take your pick, um, when insert subdivision was being built, insert miles away from the city, um, when they were master planning the, like, fancy hierarchical road network and the freeway right-of-ways and the arterials and everything, what if they planned in a goddamn rail line? Why would they do that? You're greenfield developing an entire, like, blob of suburb. You can put whatever you want, wherever you want it. Why would you do that, though? They put, like, a carefully constructed network of arterial roads and can't put a goddamn rail corridor. But why would you do that when you could not? Right. Must make Houston intentionally car-dependent. Must drive car. Must go home and sleep in pod with no outside contact. (laughs) True. So, this brings us to the future. Uh, So, you know, one of the positives, the actual positives about the Houston network is that they have a quite good bus system, actually. I would sure hope so. I don't know how else transit-dependent people are getting around. So, uh, they... 
Yeah, you can look at the map. So I just opened the map. That's, yeah. Um, so the red wow. lines are the frequent lines. The blue lines are like the 30-minute lines. And the green lines are the hourly lines. And then there's some commuter lines as well. And you can see the light rail kind of in there as well. So, you know, they have quite a good bus system. Why is the legend on this map two pixels wide? Uh, great question. Zoom in. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so they have a great bus system. Um, the funny thing about Houston – oh, and they're also – okay, I'm going to finish the future here. Uh, they're going to get, like, 70 new miles of BRT, supposedly. Hopefully it'll be good. And then some limited rail expansions. Also, hopefully, Houston does not have a good record with these things. It would also be their first airport rail connection, which is very funny because they have two very large airports. So, uh, Do they at least have half-decent airport express buses? Maybe. I don't know. I didn't look. Yeah, fair. Not a high uh, Let's look. Where is... Doesn't look like it. Uh, so, LA scooped them on that one, too. Yeah. Um, and then other... Yeah, so... The funny thing about, like, the two largest Houston cities, right, you have Dallas and you have Houston. And they've kind of gone in opposite directions. <laughs> uh, so Dallas has built the longest light rail system in the world, <laughs> as well as, you know, several quite long commuter rail lines, and they're building more. And Houston has built, uh, but, has, but Dallas has terrible bus service. Terrible bus service. Great. Um... Houston has built basically jack squat, like 15 miles of light rail, um, which, to be fair, is more than Austin is going to get for $8 billion, but I digress. <laughs> um, but they have pretty fairly decent uh, bus network. And actually, the difference between the two does kind of show because Houston gets like 50% more ridership than Dart. Like including rail on both ends? I mean... If we include the other Metroplex transit services, they're probably, like, closer to parity, but that's, Houston gets better. That's quite impressive. So maybe Dallas... Especially should. given that Dallas is much larger. Dallas-Fort Worth is much larger than Houston. There's 13 million people in DFW. So I guess go Houston for having buses. Right. Uh, what I am going to say, though, is that I think DART is better situated for the future. Because all that they need to do to have the best transit system in the American South... Let's run some goddamn buses. ...is to spend a lot of money running bus service. Because they already have a rail system, which remarkably for a size uh, for the size of, you know, the Metroplex, which is a, just a gargantuan, sprawling metro area, they have a rail system that kind of goes everywhere. Like, to all portions. Right? So if they were just really good about running a lot of bus service to get you two trains or get you around between the different train lines... Suddenly their system is far more competitive in terms of getting you from A to B. At a reasonable speed, right? Cause yeah, because you're not staying on a bus. There are no fast transit options in Houston. Because, because all their light rail is street running. All of it. Every inch. Great. So and there's no there's no transit option that is like physically faster on any segment than a car. No, and I mean Dart is of course limited to fifty five for no reason. But Great. um America moment. That's something. Fifty five on a dedicated right of way averages out to the same speed as most metros. So yeah. Yeah. you know. Um what I will say for both regions is that they need regional rail and they need it bad. They are too big to rely on light rail and buses alone. Crazy. Which, 
Houston, or Dallas appears to understand, given that they are building a lot of regional rail at the moment. So, anyway. Put that on a list of things that Houston could have designed into its Greenfield subdivision. Well, I mean, go on Open Railway Map or whatever and look at any American city. There is a bunch of rail right-of-way everywhere. You can just put regional train. trains Whoa, next to it. run the train on the train track? In the train corridor? I know. Nuts. Only UTA understands this, apparently. <laughs> Trains when they go on train tracks. So, yeah, that's all I got. Anyone else have anything interesting to say? Um, nothing interesting, no. No, I'm saving all my interesting comments for next week. What's next week? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, neither do you, but... <laughs> That's true. Fun fact, listeners of the podcast, I normally write these the day before, so... <laughs> normally. Or the day of. Oh, yeah, I meant the day of. Yeah, I always write these the day of. And they still come out good. I take, like, three hours, or three to four hours, and, like, just dig in, do some research, write it down. And the information is just in your brain when we're recording. Well, yeah, and I do. Um, I remember things. Steel trap. Ow. And most of the things are correct. Hey, I this is not the Lies podcast. The Real Lies podcast. The Real Lies podcast. <laughs> oh, I need to put that on some merch. Misinformation uh, is fine as long as I say it. For the, example, um, Donald Trump eats poop. All right. Is that even false? <laughs> I think so. I hope so. The, mis the misinformation revolution and its consequences have been a disaster for this podcast. No, that's disinformation. It was intentional. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, do with that what you will. Um, I should clip that and sell it. <laughs> Please remember to like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube and to follow and leave us a rating on iTunes and Spotify. If you like what we do here, consider becoming a member on Patreon. Patrons receive early access to our regular content, as well as exclusive content and occasional merch drops. Speaking of patrons... Yeah, give me a minute. I was thinking for uh, merch, now that we've got the store up and running, we can do like the occasional mini merch drop where we just send out in specialized coupon codes to patrons by tier for the merch store. Mm. So instead yeah, that's of... A, that's a good idea. Yeah, so instead of having to work our butts off for a merch drop, well, we'll probably still do that when we come out with new items. Then we can just have a, a little here and there thing. At Houston Subway tier, we have Zach Adams at $69.69 a month. At Houston Monorail tier, we have Generic GT at $35 a month. At regular frontrunner tier, Curtis Herring, Devin Zander, McKay Ransom, Mike Christensen, Phobos2390, and Tony Stunts. That's $10 a month. Frontrunner when it's better than Thanks. Houston. <laughs> Yeah, thank you for one of our patrons. And at our redline tier, $5 a month, we have Brian Smith, Christopher Whaley, DJ... Hi, Will. Watkins, Elijah Kensler, G4, Jacob Whitecotton, Jesse Mayo, Reluctant LA Resident, and Robert P. Walsh. At our blue line, not saying which, pick your favorite city, tier, $3 a month, we have Alex... Portland. <laughs> I, this is an exercise for the viewers, not you. Now keep out of my, keep out of my blue line. We have Alex Stakelski, Alice M Y O B, Ben Buseth, Bradley Bondi, Ethan McDonald, Evelyn Gonzo Twelve, Jack McCoskey, Martin Hecker Martinez, Matt Gray, Oliver, Seth, Sky Lakowski, 
and Zach Verstott. At Grind Tier, Houston edition, we have Andrea Levine, Benjamin Wood, John Heron Gorman, Joshua S. Horvath, and Kapil. Thank you all. Yeah, thank you. And we also have um, four free members. I don't know why that's a feature on Patreon. Oh. You don't actually get to see anything we've posted, but um, thanks, y'all, for yeah, clicking the button. Yeah, you are cool. 